Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Joanne Hearn, who's the co-founder of HeySaver. So, Joanne, how are you doing? Hi, Ronan. How's it going? So, just a little bit about HeySaver. So, HeySaver is a smart agricultural company in the Internet of Things uh, space. We currently have temperature and humidity sensors, which we deploy on farms. Um, The aim of the sensor is to analyze hay. So, specifically, we're looking at nutritional values. We're looking at could it overheat to spontaneous combustion. And we're also thinking of including a mold sensor as well. And how long have you been going? So we started officially at the start of the summer and we've been incorporated since the end of September. So we're still very young, but um, the space is moving quickly. And uh, the moment you, where are you based? So we're based at a... So we're based out of the Connect Research Centre, which is an affiliation of Trinity. They are allowing us to use their resources with LoRa, which is the low-power, long-range network, and we are part of the rollout of Pervasive Nation. And uh, what are your plans for the next six months to a year? So in the next six months, ideally, we are seeking seed funding for up to 50,000. Um, with that money, we would plan to probably do a feasibility study in tandem with two test farms that we have confirmed where we will be deploying sensors. And from there, we will be validating data as well as user interfaces and user experiences. And how is it to use your product? How easy is it for your product to be used? So initially it will probably be manual installation. That's because we're aiming it at smaller farms. So we've identified a niche of stud farms in Ireland. They have a particular obsession with hay and hay quality. And it's actually an unknown fact, but the majority of stud farms, especially the higher end ones, actually import their hay from France at approximately 80 euro per bale. In Ireland, the bales are about 20 to 30 euro. So we're hoping to do a cost and benefit analysis to see that Possibly, if hay is stored correctly from the start, then Irish hay quality can be improved. The actual usage of the sensor will have to be inserted by hand. It will depend what the user wants to get from the sensor. So you can have it in your hay bale, you can have it in your farm, or you can have it outside for your ambient temperature just to compare all three. And how does it work? When it's installed, what happens next? So once the sensor is installed, um, we have them configured to read every minute. It's a little bit of an overkill now, but because we're still in the testing phase, we need as much data as possible. Um, from the data, we're hoping to get correlations to show where and when you should use your hay more cost-effectively and efficiently. So does it work for an app? Oh, so essentially we're using LoRa, which is a low-power, long-range network. So this network will talk to the cloud. The the data gets stored in the cloud and then through a user interface the user can have a basic to a premium model so we have a few different cost plans where the user might want more data or less data we'll give them push notifications and monthly or quarterly reviews and from there they can change their plan accordingly so all data is sent back to you and then you send a report on the data exactly so essentially we have all the data the users won't see the data, we'll just show them the correlations of averages and other push notifications to do with mold defects, overheating and protein losses and nutritional values. 
And did they send me an email or an app? Um, so there will be an app, but we're starting off with a dashboard, so you can still access it through your phone. And it's actually been shown that over 65% of farmers now use smartphones. So that space is increasing. Um, so we're hoping that to start with a dashboard, we can show them the correlations that they need, and then eventually we'll have an app once we get a few more products on the line. And what are Wi-Fi, like for, for example, farmers really deal with, they can Wi-Fi in the area? Yes, yeah, so Vodafone is the main provider for farmers. So essentially what we do is we have a gateway that gets plugged in yeah. in the nearest um, source of electricity, and from there that gateway is run on a 3D chip, 3G chip, sorry. And then from there... That can be picked up by your phone. You can use your Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi coverage in Ireland is actually quite exceptional with Vodafone, but it's limited with all the other um, networks. Yeah, because I know that if you're in like middle lower at times, there's no Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why Vodafone is quite exclusive to farmers for the minute. So right. I, I never knew that. Yeah. So, so that's good to know. So at least you, you said a product that can be used. I don't see somebody buy a product and then realize, hold on. I've got a Wi-Fi, how does it work? Exactly, exactly. So, for instance, if you didn't have Wi-Fi, this probably wouldn't work for you because you need access to the internet to actually see your emails or your dashboard or your app anyway. So that's why we're targeting it at the younger generations who are possibly less um, likely to resist the new technologies. And what about real-time data? Yeah, so it reads real-time. We'll be seeing it real-time. That's part of the monitoring service, hence why there's a subscription fee. Um, They cannot see it real-time probably initially mostly due to the fact that for our cost model we only plan to send them monthly updates and a push notification will be in the format of an alert so they'll only get that through Vodafone again who will be their main provider if there is need to change a hay bale to use a hay bale or to check for overheating. And uh, how do you plan to charge the payment-wise monthly or yearly? Yes, yeah, so essentially there's going to be a one-off cost for the product, and then after that we'll do a subscription model, either monthly, quarterly, or annually. Um, it depends, because in Ireland, um, I know from research that farmers like to do annual budgets, and a lot of them would prefer to pay annually, um, but it will depend on the size of the farm. Some will be in a position to pay monthly, and some will be in a position to pay yearly. And is anyone, anyone else doing what you're doing at the moment? Um, so we have a competitor who looks directly at just temperatures, and they're based out of France and they strictly look at spontaneous combustion. Our ideas started with that, but then we soon find out that that can only happen for six weeks out of the year from the times of 6 p.m. to midnight. We did not deem this a big enough problem, but then from our research, we, we found correlations in increases in temperature and decreases in nutritional value. So this is an all-year-round problem, and we've... We have the competitive advantage that our temperature, or that our sensor reads temperature and humidity, and not just temperature. So we can correlate both together, and then give the user the feedback that's required in order to use their hay more efficiently. And then you charge and get them, you get involved with with hay manufacturer. Yeah, so somewhere down the line, we're hoping to partner with the likes of McHale or other contractors who it can almost become regulation to buy a sensor in it and then you buy directly from them with the bale, including the sensor, or you can buy a bale that's already been monitored by them, knowing that it's of the highest quality. That's good. And what about plans for like, going into the launchpad? Is that on your agenda? Yeah, so I mean, we're pitching with them next week, and they would be ideal for us, and that's mostly because we have a tech-heavy team. So I'm an engineer, my other co-founder is an engineer, or our new CTO is 
a physicist, but he's got a coding background as well. So we're extremely tech heavy. We need someone to help us with the business development. Launchpad would be perfect to do that. And it's also an amazing stepping stone to get further notice from other potential investors. And also next week, you're going to IoT as well? Yes, so we're going to the IoT conference. We do not have a stand, but we will be networking around, throwing our business cards at whoever wants them. I think um, we probably aren't at a stage yet to be to have a stand, but um, hopefully we will meet some interesting people and potential industry partners. Well, I guess right now, because you're kind of a youngish company, yeah. throwing money away in the stand right now isn't, yeah. isn't until you've got a product that actually is fully working. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And you know, there's going to be an agricultural talk on the Monday, and that's of a lot of interest to us because it's going to talk about the potential of. IoT in the agricultural space and that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to make farms more connected, we're trying to make them more cost cost effective and efficient through all of these connected devices and that's the overall goal. Yeah, so I guess that that could cover some more more up your alley. Yeah, yeah, exactly, definitely, because I mean, there's a few other conferences that we've been to lately. So we've been to UXDX and we've been to Uprise. A lot of them were like focused on specific things, whereas IoT is exactly the space we're in. So it makes the most sense that we attend. Have you heard of a company called Wea? Yeah, Wea from NDRC. They actually did Launchpad in the set two cohorts ago, I think, and they actually have approached us, and we will possibly be working with them in the future. I interviewed them for podcasts a while ago. Yeah, and they've got a great product. It's amazing, and it's actually the missing piece to our puzzle at the minute because we have the data in the cloud, and we're trying to make it better for the user interface. So we're looking for people to do that for us. Well, it's good you get the right kind of partners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the right kind of people. Exactly. Because you don't want to be partnered with the wrong person and anything else. I know. That's yes, exactly. Because the biggest mistake is when you're a startup, you, you go along and you, you you go with somebody you think they're well known. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and you know, I like the idea of working with another startup because I think any exposure for anyone at this point is nothing but a good thing. Especially companies one already one launchpad that helps you as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and they're doing very well for themselves now. And there's a few other Irish companies that we're looking at um, doing feasibility studies with and prototyping with. So, I'd like to keep it, you know, with startups and Irish companies for now. Obviously, we can outsource some manufacturing yes. in the future, but it's always nice to partner with um, Irish companies. And hopefully, with launchpad because you're pitching. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think so. It's it's nothing but a good thing. Yeah, right, Joanne. It's great to hear for her, her about that, and hopefully uh, you'll do go do very well. And look forward to seeing you again next week at IoT. And thanks for the interview. That's great, Ronan. Thanks so much. No problem.